Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> Here at Two Medicine Farm, I keep getting asked why I've decided to dodge ends now and grow things like cabbages and strawberries instead. Well, it's easy. Yep, cabbages only stink when they're rotten. Not all the time. <laughs> Winter's not so bad, but ends in the summer. Oh dear, yep, add to that. The plants don't want feeding every day and don't need to have them mucked out either. Mm, they just need watering and weeding, and that's down to me farmhands and providing they can tell the difference between a weed and something I want to keep. All goes well. <laughs> Strawberries are the genius part though, you know, because that's me latest pick-your-own-venture. Mm, see people come pick their own. I don't need labour for that. And I get top money. Always cash, and they often pick more than they need. Yep, in the store, they can put them back on the shelf. But here on the farm, you can't put them back on the plant, can you? So I've got a little policy. You picked it, you pay for it. Yep, that's money in my pocket. Mm, added to that. Cabbages and strawberries don't need constant welfare either. You know, hens do. I only keep a pig as a pet. That's old Bill. Me lightning proof old boar. <laughs> he picks winning lot of numbers and horses too. <laughs> Away from that a lot of information, I'm happy to say that aside from the awful parts of the farm, I'm all organic now. You know, not so much clothes in the dark round here. Mm. Well, other than me aged old mother, Nan's continually burning cigarette end. That is, yeah. <laughs> She's chain-smoked for nearly 90 years. Anyway, before we leave the stinky subject of mucking out, I have to mention I shower four times a day. Well, it's this sticky Florida heat, you know. Add to that, like most civilised folks, I learnt to wash my hands when I was two years old. Also, I do something really weird, I must admit. Yeah, well, weird by local standards. See, I never walk barefoot in the mud. No, my neighbours do, but not me. <laughs> There's not, you know, much to worry about, are there, other than hookworms? <laughs> Plenty of other nasty things, aren't there? You know, I mean, the dogs don't use the toilet, do they? And Ding Dang doesn't care where he chucks his beer bottles either. And then there's the trash truck that drops just shite everywhere. And, you know, you never know what's in there, do you? <laughs> On the other hand, in her part of me Two Medicine Farm, you know, the wife can't be bothered to stray as far as the shower. She gave up on the bath idea years back. Well, that's why we bought the above-ground pool. But, you know, getting her in and out. Oh, such drama it is, you know. <laughs> My forklift always sinks into the grass for starters, so it gets the point. That when she does need a clean, I have to put out for an estimate first. You know, from the licensing bonded contractor. Yeah, then after that, I have to pay someone else to detail her. <laughs> By the time it's all over, she's actually lost weight. Yeah, a miracle. Yeah. Oh dear, well, £12 of dirt, that is. 
Anyway, thinking of nightmares. I'm still having them really weird dreams, yeah. They started to return with a vengeance like never before. I reckon there's still something in the air, see, but uh, this week, they got worse. Well, I suppose, yeah, worse. Yeah, last week I had a few beautiful women at my disposal. Well, in my dream world, that is. <laughs> this time, though, I was about to doze off in my favourite armchair in the farm office when old Nan showed up with her usual scowl. Mm. Believe me, that's enough to wake the dead. Cigarette <laughs> in one hand, glass in the other. She reminded me of how she was heading to be nudist neighbour old Fred's swinger party again this weekend. Yep, but before you start to feel nauseous, yeah, I should mention that last time she was only there to skim the guests. Yeah, for a nice chunk of change in one of her highly suspect poker games. <laughs> anyway, I just agreed to drive her over there on Saturday, but, you know, I don't use the expression runner over anymore, you know. No. Well, it's too tempting and so easy to tell folks it was just an accident. <laughs> anyway, added to that, she had a sea of complaints from her buddy, Toshiko Suzuki. That's me lawyer brother and black sheep of the family, Nelson Natter's wife, and Beverly Hills sex therapist, Heiner's now 103-year-old grandmother. <laughs> uh, Nan didn't take her last time, see, so this time, the pair of them had to go, you know. <laughs> After filling me in on her weekend plans, the old crow scuttled off away in a cloud of smoke. <laughs> I began to sleep peacefully to begin with. First I saw rows of juicy strawberries, then row upon row of perfect, organically grown cabbages. Then I saw the lovely Alice, you know, vegan neighbour, all sitting amongst them with a beautiful smile on her face. <laughs> she was holding up a tarot card too, you know. I got closer, and it was the Ten of Cups, which I later found out means a strong foundation for a relationship. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I thought, hmm, things are looking up. <laughs> but then, until, you know, <laughs> I must have tripped over a stubborn cabbage or something, you know, but <laughs> my brain began to piece together the day's events. Believe me, the inside of me head was cluttered to the point where me brain cells must have looked like a disorderly junkyard. Mm. Bits of the puzzle were everywhere, only when they started to materialise, well, put it this way, they arrived in the same dream. Oh dear. <laughs> First up, I was standing in the barn, looking at a delivery of fertiliser for me greens. Well, the wrong kind. Then I was looking at me farmman Ding Dang, and his face looked really weird. Yeah, well, more than usual, I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> he couldn't move a single facial expression, you know, couldn't make anything. Yep. Then all of a sudden, there I was, fully dressed, I might add, at old Fred's party, you know. Standing in the living room, surrounded by naked bodies, and they were far from what I'd call oh, the perfect specimens, you know, put it this way. <laughs> It looked more like a slaughterhouse in there. Mm. <laughs> I'd never show off me body if it looked like that, I can tell you. Anyway, I digress, don't I, again. So, see, there was a lot of fuss at the centre of the room. Yeah, a poker game was well underway, and the six players were all naked too. Only when I looked closer and realised I was staring at me mother, old Nan, and Grandma Toshiko in the middle of the other four. 
or what can I say? Well, there's Saggy, and then there's that. <laughs> with nearly 100 years of gravity dragging it all down towards the equator, along with the slowing down of the vitals too, you know, well, I'm sure you don't need me to find, <laughs> give you a picture of that by now. Uh, well, if you need further help, let's just say perhaps you remember that old chauvinistic joke about a woman over 60 being like the Sudan. Yep, everyone knows about it, but nobody wants to go there. <laughs> well, when they're over 90, it's more like Jupiter, isn't it? You know, no one wants to go there, and nobody ever has either. Oh, dear. <laughs> I woke up in a sudden sweat and horror, like a night terror, I guess, mm, to find me farm cat young Charles standing in front of me, crying about something. But, you know, he must have some kind of psychic ability, you know. See, he was shivering as if he had double pneumonia. Yeah, he was terrified to death, poor old mucker. <laughs> I reckon it was me dream come nightmare, and he'd picked up on it, yeah. It wasn't Charles's usual nightmare. Yep, that's the wife, Elsie, and he hates her. <laughs> but away from your awful dreams... Have you ever been disturbed by the word smile? Mm. I know it sounds funny, but smile, yeah. See, I've now got four women in my farmhouse that appear to have none of the facial muscles required to even try. Oh dear. <laughs> My wife only smiles at things she wants to eat. A great buddy beyond it, you know, that's beyond it, Brandy Shaw Washington, or people that'll be to her friends, <laughs> only smiles once a year. But so far, he hasn't shown up at the farm. <laughs> Old Nan and Chico only smile when they're watching someone else suffer. <laughs> yeah, it's almost a fetish with them. Other than that, when I went to the dentist a while back, you know, a new one that was, they had this questionnaire up front, you know. It's uh, their way of working out how much you might like to spend, yeah. You've got a bad toothache, right? And they want you to sit down and be rational about a row of stupid questions. <laughs> for me, an unconnected question just leapt out from the page. You know, are you happy with your smile? Mm, that's a laugh, not smile. That made the aching molar even worse still. Yeah, see, I don't know anyone that actually looks forward to a dentist visit with a big smile. You know, I usually end up hurting in my mouth. And in my pocket. Oh dear. <laughs> I suppose it's uh, like the grocery store thing, isn't it? You know, see a lot, you see the sign a lot, don't you? Smile, you just saved. Mm. Now, hang on a minute. Didn't I just spend 300 bucks and wait in line at the checkout for 20 minutes? So someone, please help me out here. Exactly what did I save? <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Old Nan's buddy, Toshiko Suzuki, is still here, keeping me awful ancient parent. Yep, that's 95-year-old Nan Company. They're united in their old crow adventures, or what I call senior citizen terrorism. <laughs> They're a menace everywhere they go. But for the last two weeks, they haven't left the house, you know. They, they didn't need to go and visit any local cultural experience. So dear Nan decided on terrorising the neighbours with a pair of drones. But this week, the drones were tucked away 
and she not only planned on beating the odds at old Fred's swinger party, she'd secretly started recruiting new suckers for her own poker parlour right here on me farm. Mm. As with most things, old Nan didn't consider the consequences. Oh no, just the profits. I knew little about her plans until a few suspicious deliveries arrived, yeah. Card tables and chairs, and an wholesale box of casino playing cards. Mm. I had to sign for the packages. Right now, Nan's only in the planning stages. Mind you, I'm in the planning stages too, yep, of telling her to move out and take her illegal gambling den elsewhere. <laughs> but you know, the old crow's not as stupid as she looks, you know, she devised some way of gambling without physical cash. She's gonna gamble with oranges. <laughs> yep, <laughs> you heard me right, oranges. See, each orange has a financial value, but it's not regular cash. You know, so after the game, you'll just sell your oranges for cash, and that's not illegal, according to Nan. <laughs> you know, I still think she'd be better off skulking off and living somewhere else. Definitely not in what I call slipper distance either. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. On the other hand, me usually scruffy farmer Ding Dang is constantly changing and this is due to paint a writer and former camper Quinton's constantly guiding hand. Mm, sometimes it's both hands. <laughs> anyway, I'm talking about the flamboyant eye for the farm guy. Quinton even took him to this really odd place a few days ago. Yeah. Yep, a Botox party mm, for a jab or two. Mm. <laughs> I don't think it would work, you know, after all, Ding Dang's already got enough bacteria and toxins floating around in his lazy corpse. But then again, it just doesn't seem to work on lines and wrinkles. In all irony, though, you know, Quinton, you know, he's the one that needs the Botox, you know, a gallon of it in his face. He's got more erosion than the Grand Canyon. <laughs> but what, you know, when I really thought about it and considered what this Botox stuff is, you know, it's derived from botulism, you know, that's the stuff they used to find in canned fish and meat, you know, yep, it makes people seriously ill, or even kills them, yeah. That's why some bright spark invented preservatives, yeah. Only, they didn't know that years later, a bunch of apparently sane people would end up injecting it into their faces. And that is a big oh dear. <laughs> Added to that, it causes a lot of arguments, yeah. Oh, disputes, yeah. Why? Well, you know, start sending out all the wrong messages, don't you, when you, when you can't use your face muscles properly? I mean, you give your girlfriend right, a lovely present for her birthday. It costs a small fortune, and what she do? Yep, glare at you. <laughs> mm. So for her birthday, you resort to sending her for a facelift. Yep, she's going to end up with a permanent smile after that. But, you know, you never knew, did you, that she had Botox on the quiet, and that's the real problem. <laughs> Despite the usual drama, I've still got that unforgettable little feature on my show, and here's Ding Dang's southern quote. This time, it's I can't move enough of me face to speak right now. <laughs> so, oh dear, this according to him relates directly to the Botox, you know, but to be honest... 
Oh, I don't want him to speak anyway. Oh no. He's here to do the farm work. Oh, natter all day. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, next up I'm returning to the boy's favourite subject, food of course, yep, Elsie's private recipes and ideas for cooking are revolting offerings from the swamp. <laughs> oh dear, I cook my own food and leave her to that cosy relationship with the microwave. Here's the next of her so-called recipes, yep, Elsie's cooking cock-ups. <laughs> so, Warm up your microwave and stand well clear in the cooking process. Yup, usually I stay in the barn behind a concrete wall. The recommended distance is at least 50 feet away. Further the better. This time it's Elsie's health food surprise. Yup, health. <laughs> that surprised didn't it? The only downside is that Elsie's idea of health differs from just about everyone else's idea of it. <laughs> It's one of those unique creations, no recipe book needed or online advice, yep, full of shortcuts and hideous ingredients. Oh dear, as usual, Elsie gets carried away and adds her own selection of vile, volatile and plainly unpredictable ingredients. So let's see, Elsie's written it all down here on the back of a store receipt. Yep, there's plenty of room on the back of a monthly shopping receipt. Yep, think of an heavyweight Russian novel and you won't be far off. <laughs> More line items and an accountant's conference. Yep. So it is handwriting, all right. Scrawled around the edges and dodging the usual coffee, soda, ketchup and mustard stains here. There and over there too. Only this time she's used a permanent marker too and the ink's bled everywhere. It looks like, uh, you know, more like a 60s tie-dye scarf effort, only on paper. <laughs> Anyway, she started out with a super large plastic bowl. Yep, her usual dog bowl melted three days ago. Old Nan put it inside the conventional oven, see, and ended up with plastic-coated roast potatoes. <laughs> so I digress, don't I? Back to Elsie's healthy ingredients. You know, one pound of almonds, one pound of cashews, eight ounces of peanuts, four ounces of walnuts. 8 ounces of dates, 4 ounces of dried prunes, 4 ounces of dried cherries, 12 ounces of grated mixed cheese, here we go. Elsie led it with ketchup, dill pickles, 1 pint of strawberries, a can of pitted olives, 4 hot peppers, 1 can of tomatoes, and potatoes, but of course then she added her little extras, you know, vinegar, salt, mm, soy sauce and maple syrup. Yeah, it started out looking like a nutty mess for an equally nutty person. <laughs> she then cooked it for 10 minutes in the microwave oven at high heat. You know, a few minutes later, she shoveled it on out, an overflowing mess. It was now an odd smelling, cheesy, nutty mess for an hungry, nutty person. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, after a few minutes, it was ready to eat. Yeah, it's the only time I don't hear a word out of the wife. <laughs> but of course, it was time for Beyond It, her buddy, to start on her little lunch. Yeah, it arrived in the mail today. Oh dear, well it's called the Ultimate Variety Sampler Pack of Snacks. Yep, and that includes chips, cookies and nuts. Yep, 50 packs in one box. 
And they're all gone in under two hours. <laughs> By the way, as I've mentioned before, the Ned Nat show will not be held responsible for the results. No Elsie's cooking is undertaken at your own risk. Not only needs a strong stomach, it needs an even stronger oven. And if possible, you know, a standalone concrete bomb-proof building. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me blind neighbour, old Lonnie, and his housemate, new to swinger old Fred's house, is now permanently the best place in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday night. Yep, it's called Do You Know Fred? (laughs) Sometimes even I wish I didn't. Anyway, it's a bring a bowl, bring your wife and bring your potluck dishes kind of thing, and Fred gets to meet like-minded folks and old Lonnie gets to eat free food. So when Saturday finally rolled around, I learned that Fred had decided to have a theme, a different one each week, yep, and the theme was French maids and cavemen. (laughs) Yeah, a pretty odd combination, I'd say, but Fred is odd by most people's standards anyway. (laughs) My long-lost relative Skip Natter is still living at old Fred's place too and looking like a caveman presents absolutely no obstacles to him. After all, a con man is always in one disguise or another, isn't he? And this week, he had something to hide his embarrassment too. <laughs> Actually, maybe he looked better as a maid. <laughs> but anyway, the only thing at the top of my mind was the rather hideous thought of old Nan and Toshiko dressed as French maids. <laughs> More so after me new nightmare. <laughs> but when Saturday arrived, I dropped the old crows off dressed in their usual attire. Yeah, and with their extras, that's two handbags, two walking sticks, two bottles of whiskey, one cell phone, six decks of cards, and a bag full of ready cash. Mm. Before you ask, I didn't stay here. Some days I do pass as a caveman in the looks department. <laughs> But I don't pass as a swinger, see, you know, I've never liked fumbling around in a dark room and groping around for something I don't really want to find in the first place. (laughs) Add to that, Fred reckons a lot of the male swingers are bi. Mm. All I've got to say to that is bye, bye. Yep, not even good (laughs) boy. Nan called me five hours later, having stripped. Yep, stripped a few wallets, that is. (laughs) Well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. Me 95-year-old, rather old Nan, the miserable old crow herself, has a little feature on me show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. (laughs) This time, old Nan remembers the time she had a dog. Yeah, a dog. <laughs> I know it's tough to imagine her, you know, being interested in anything other than herself, but uh, anyway, it's one of those tiny, annoying, nipping, ankle-biting things with a severe attitude problem. 
Yep, size issues, you know, the thing was 10 inches high with 10 miles of attitude. <laughs> anyway, Nan led it out of the house and sat down to a nice bottle of whiskey one afternoon. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, she forgot all about the dog, didn't she? And it was outside, started to pour with rain. Miserable little mucker got covered in mud and soaked to its skin. After she emerged from her favourite armchair, Nan tried to dry him with a towel, but the dog was far too wet. So she decided to dry the shivery mutt off more quickly. Mm. Now, before I tell you what she did next, you need to remember too that she's an old crow, out of date, out of touch, and over here. Hmm, <laughs> okay then. She put the poor thing in Elsie's microwave. Of course, Nan never knew microwave oven, you know, it cooks from the inside out. She could even watch him all lit up and rotating on a little glass platter. Hot dog, anyone? Yep, and that was long before we'd even met the omnivorous blind neighbour, old Lonnie. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday. You can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely, tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few, and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes, if it's really bad, you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of the road books go in me giveaway charity box, and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. (laughs) Okay then, I've ended up with only one book this time, and it's called Wean From Your Phone in Seven Days by Connected Junior. That's no doing it. (laughs) This book is aimed at folks trying to spend less time staring at a little fascinating screen, eh? Mm. Add to that, it goes from bizarre to outright torture for some folks, yeah. Chapter 1 is a question and answer section. It lets you decide which chapter you need to skip to first. Unfortunately, you know, I wanted to skip this book altogether, but uh, anyway, so basically... You know, if you use your phone for an hour a day, yep, I know that's extremely rare now, you skip to chapter two, which tells you how to only spend half an hour on the thing and then simply switch it off. That's the easy one. If you're a six hour a day person, chapter six suggests you choose a new password and then probably forget it. (laughs) If you're a 12 hour a day user, chapter eight suggests you mail it to yourself with a book. Yeah, that's called media mail. You know, it takes seven to ten days to get to you. Now that's going to cause some pain in it. <laughs> then last, if you come into the absolutely addictive bracket, you know, that according to the book is 12 hours a day plus. You just mail your closest buddy to the author and he'll destroy it for you and even send you an emailed image of your former love. Oh dear. <laughs> you know, I just hope you don't get all your email on your phone. Mm, bit of a vicious circle, isn't it? Has it really come to this, eh? <laughs> anyway, I'm bunging it on my compost deep. The book, that is. Yeah, I dropped my phone into the septic tank accidentally and I haven't found a volunteer 
to go in there and fish it out for me yet. <laughs> also, I've got a new system for bad books now. You know, he discovered me farm dog, Clay. Hates books and magazines. He tears them to shreds and usually stares at Elsie, the wife, while he's doing it. <laughs> so I'm letting me have the book first and then I'm bunging the shreds in me compost. Should be good for water retention for me gladioli bulbs next year. <laughs> Well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all me shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. I got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time we're visiting India again. Yeah, it's uh, not a revolting foodie one either. Mm, oh dear, it's called Nega Panchami. Mm, I think I've got that right. You know, it's all about this traditional worship of poisonous snakes. Yeah, that's the Nega bit. You know, the Panchami relates to the moon phase at the time it goes on. Yeah, once a year they get up close and personal with a cobra, for example, and uh, offer some milk and other treats to it. Apparently, it's all about the Nega or serpent's peaceful blessings. Yeah, believe it or not. The dangerous old snakes never take a swipe at the worshippers, so nobody ends up in the emergency room, or so they say. But that's on the day of the event, isn't it? You know, I'm not sure what happens on the rest of the year, you know. I wonder if they get revenge for having to be cooped up in a basket for three days and only get in to drink milk and honey rather than a tasty rattle too. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling estate. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. So, how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Lenat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, hello, Ned. This is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. Your brother Buck has have come out with two of the most ridiculous expressions. One is a trailer park and the other the Second Amendment. He seems to be highly disturbed by his loss of his Second Amendment rights. I don't know what on earth he's talking about. I mean, you know, we're talking about England here, not the United States. So uh, maybe you could uh, give me a call back, old chap, and uh, you know, put me out of my misery. 
<laughs> well, that's easy, Nigel. Let me translate for you. See, Buck's been throwing out a load of commonly used phrases and words, and old Nigel is totally confused. This time, it's a trailer park and the Second Amendment. <laughs> That's quite a combination indeed, but <laughs> I'll be giving you the short version. Buck reckons he can no longer enjoy his US rights in England since the English Bill of Rights from 1689, that is, yeah. It's little to do with Buck, you know, having a handful of weapons, is it? As they're mostly illegal over there, yeah, especially the kind he likes to shoot. Well, Nigel, he can't enjoy the benefits of the Second Amendment with you there in England, can he? But to be honest, it's a short amendment anyway to the US Constitution, yeah. Only 27 words. C. Buck's only interested in 10 of them. Yeah, that's the right of the people to keep and bear arms. Yeah, and here that means plenty of them. Also, it could mean a small armory. <laughs> Apparently, if you know how many guns you've got, you haven't got enough, Nigel. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, Buck wasn't allowed to bring his to England with him. On the other hand, Buck probably reckons the Second Amendment rights might come in useful on a few trailer parks he's seen. So, Nigel, a trailer park is a place designed to park trailers, or what you'd call caravans in England. Yeah, caravans. Hmm. Only this is no holiday or vacation adventure. Oh, no, you park it up, hook it up to the power, water and sewer, and it never moves again. Well, unless there's a tornado arca, that is. <laughs> yep, it's a trailer that no longer trails. It just sits there and slowly rots away. It's a cheap, no questions asked kind of housing and often attracts a lot of equally undesirable folks and their associated drama. <laughs> Hence why the Second Amendment is so popular here in the US. It's like the old proverb, Nigel, it is, yeah? Have trailer, have weapon, argument settled quickly. <laughs> End story. Mm. So, Nigel... I hope that all makes some kind of sense to you. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I headed over to me incontinent political commentator neighbor Rob Rush Stonewall Jackson Farm to listen to their latest second-hand news from the Reuters Centre and all in small instalments. Yep, just like a TV show with far too many ads. With a weak bladder, Rush always rushes off at the poor old mucker and our new neighbour, Jeremy Sprung, that's the polyamorous political commentating Democrat ex-TV host, head-to-head in direct competition like a couple of one-man, you know, political experts and staunch supporters of their individual brand of politics, eh? Oh dear, this week's thing is where Rush's politics were on track again, you know, and he went on and on about higher prices and higher taxes. Rush thinks that's really out of hand. But after old Jeremy Sprung threw up his hands in despair and rattled on about how the GOP are no better, Rush got very animated indeed. But as usual, before anyone could say anything else, his words tailed off as he excused himself with that standard statement. Gotta go, Ned. Oh dear, Rush. Has always got to go and flush. <laughs> Despite his rushing off, he called me later in the day to not only further warn me 
about Jeremy Sprung's Democrat buddies' inflation issues, but with his entirely new segment, see, he's decided his Tennessee teaser was too frivolous and now he wants to use his few seconds of airtime to further his cause. Oh dear, well, so for the first time ever, we've got Rush's How to Become a Republican segment. He's off to a very slow start, though, this time, and uh, though his offering is very simple too. Yep, simple. Oh dear. <laughs> Just learn to disagree with every Democrat you meet and contradict every word they utter. It's that easy. Oh dear. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit-down. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> A few weeks ago, we chatted about pet ants, and Alice now has the very first of her exotic specimens. Yeah, that's ten cocks and six hens, so we chatted about them, them first, you know. But uh, then she reckoned it was time to check out her crystal balls. Oh dear, she reckons I still need to do something about my overcrowded farmhouse, and soon, before I'm totally outnumbered. Well, to be honest, I already am outnumbered, that is. Added to that, as the wife Elsie and her buddy beyond it get bigger each month, the house seems to get smaller, yeah, so I'm outsized too. <laughs> but before I could say much else, Alice reminded me how I should be taking more notice of the wonders of nature around me. And now she's going to be giving me something from nature every time I visit. <laughs> oh dear, yeah, as I said before... Not that kind of nature, unfortunately. Anyway, she decided to baffle me again with a really bizarre statement, right out of the blue. They've lived underground for 13 years. Yep, 13 years. Of course, Alice is talking about those little buzzing insects in me trees. Not a bunch of coal miners. (laughs) That's right, cicadas, they're everywhere. They spend 13 years in the earth and then seem to arrive all at once. Yep, just like bills or relatives hoping to borrow money or maybe even buses and taxis eh anyway as always Alice's coffee and cake was reliably nice this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter radio show I am here every Wednesday but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com Well, me lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, me listeners. Yep, I got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> right then, in last week's show, I natted about these women who'd gone and married trees. Yep, that's right, trees. Well, I thought that was a bizarre thing anyway, but until I read a bit deeper into the subject, but also when I got a call from Octavia in Orange Park. Yeah. <laughs> She's called me to let me know that men and women have been marrying all kinds of weird things for some time now. Yeah, some living, some even inanimate. Mm, oh dear, I began to wonder if Elsie might consider divorcing me uh, to marry a microwave oven. <laughs> mm, it's a nice idea. Trouble is, she goes through one a month 
so the relationships will be short-lived. On the other hand, there is the option of serial monogamy. Mm. And that might suit her quite well. <laughs> Either way, I'd be happy to be single again, you know. I'm convinced I've still got at least a couple of bags of wild oats tucked away somewhere. So, back to Octavia. What a lovely name. Yeah. She's mailed me over a list. <laughs> but I thought I'd give you just a few highlights. First up there, there's this Japanese guy who married a hologram. Hmm, well, maybe just switch it off when he gets tired, eh? Another guy married himself. Oh dear, well, sure, no arguments there, it seems, you know. <laughs> Get along just fine, won't they? I'm sure you can guess what a happy couple do for pleasure. <laughs> then there's the woman that married a rock. Hmm, I wonder if they live between a rock and our place. <laughs> oh dear, that was a bit lame, right? <laughs> Then there's a guy who married a synthetic doll. You know, like a sex doll, but with more electronics, an ice wig, clothes, and a multi-purpose face. Yep, this one actually opens and closes its mouth. <laughs> the top odd one for me, though, was a woman with something they call object sexuality or object fetish. You know, she married, wait for it, a fairground ride. <laughs> After a courtship of a mere 3,000 roids. Oh, sounds tiring to me. Mind you, I once dated a woman like that, you know, only I don't think we ever came close to 3,000 roids. <laughs> anyway, last up, another woman with an object obsession. This one changed her name and married the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> now, Madame Eiffel. <laughs> spends as much time as she can with the tallest, most erect old man in Paris. <laughs> yep, the tower is over 130 years old and a mere 1,000 feet high. Ooh. Of course, in France, that's only 324 metres. <laughs> My second item comes from Richard in Rochdale. Yep, that's in the UK and he's called me about this really troubling news. Even I had to look and read it twice to see Richard was arrested and fined for doing a bit of graffiti on a dull-looking concrete bridge ten years ago. But now they've got this so-called famous graffiti artist. You know, he's running around the old country, putting his art everywhere, even on nice-looking brick buildings and bridges. Richard wanted to ask me, of all people, yeah... <laughs> Yeah, why is it, you know, most folks end up in jail for doing that kind of thing. Now, this other guy does it and gets away with it. Oh, well, I couldn't find a logical answer to that one. But it seems there's one rule for poor old Richard and another for this other guy. Who apparently not only creeps around at night in the dark with his spray can, but uses a fake name when the cops ask him what he's up to. Oh, dear. Now, where's the justice in that? This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Hey, dubious command agent, 50%, is lining me up with a new ad this week. And he's got something really odd this time around. 
Oh dear, I'm looking through 50% latest offering and I'm really not sure about this one at all. Uh, I know some folks advertise it and talk about it on their shows, but I never thought the Nednat show would have to go there. But uh, oh dear. anyway, so here goes. You're just going to love this unique offer. Here at Floppy Dick's online pharmacy, we've got an instant cure for... <laughs> the best range of products on planet Earth, all fresh from our hush hush Canadian warehouse. Mm, no RX needed. Our man on the spot, Dr. Rajiv Johnson Singh, is ready and waiting to write you up in an instant. So get yours in plain wrapping today and don't suffer in the way our founder did. Yeah, in silence. 40 years. Just remember our slogan that honours his memory, FD, 3D. So visit our website today to learn more at floppy to flagpole in five minutes dot stiff. <laughs> and order the ideal product for your little drooping problem. Don't forget though, you know, our rigid 30 day guarantee, stand up straight and be counted or your money back. But wait, we go for your order this week only. We're offering something for the wife or girlfriend, yep. For the drier than usual woman in your life, accept our compliments, a free sample of our best-selling Still Waters Run Deep, or what we at FDs call the gusher. <laughs> yeah, go from drought to Niagara in two minutes. <laughs> That's our unrepeatable offer. So hurry, you can't beat this. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> you know, that's making me think of a few things. <laughs> well, one is why advertisers have to say things like RX and ED. You know, and not just come out with it with the perfectly correct words, you know, erectile dysfunction and prescription. Sometimes I think the only thing that's truly dysfunctional is censorship and political correctness. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. And whichever way you dice it, me show is unpasteurized and unfiltered. But that's all, me lovelies. And on that note, I better go. So until next time, remember farmers are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters, without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe use podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive and don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies.